This is a commune podcast. I know a lot of people, you know, maybe who uh, don't necessarily know about polyamory uh, have the assumption that if you're polyamorous, you know, then you're not really committed to your partners. And, you know, I mean, you're basically just, uh, you know, dating around or sleeping around, you know, and no, that I mean, maybe that is the case for some people, you know, I, you know, I can't really speak for other people. But um, I I mean, I've seen lots of uh, long term committed relationships in the uh, poly community. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Untypical Podcast. I hope everyone's doing well and thank you so much for tuning in. On this week's episode, we have Gloria Jackson, who identifies as polyamorous and has agreed to tell us about her journey through being a devout Christian and then taking a completely different path in her life and arriving at where she is right now. She tells us her story of how she met both of her partners, whom she's still currently with, and helps us clear a lot of misconceptions that I'm sure a lot of us have about polyamory as a topic. She also tells us about uh, her experiences in embracing polyamory. And hopefully by the end of this episode, both she and I are able to maybe create a a better understanding of polyamory in general. So uh, I hope that you guys really enjoy this episode. I hope that you listen till the end. And without any further ado, let's uh, give her a call. So we're here today with uh, Gloria Jackson Neferiti and uh, she's here to take us through what polyamory means exactly. So to kick this off, would you mind explaining what polyamory means at the most basic level? Okay, sure. Polyamory is the the practice and the belief of um, having more than one intimate romantic relationship and it may or may not involve sex. You know, because there are the, some people who are asexual, you know, who are still in polyamorous relationships. So I would I would say just the uh, the the practice, the ability, and the belief of uh, having multiple loving relationships with the knowledge of everybody who's involved. So you mentioned that it doesn't always have to be uh, sexual, right? So it can so it can be Correct. just romantic as well. That's so, correct. so does that mean that uh, all the partners within that polyamorous relationship would just be romantic or can two of them be in a sexual relationship while two are in a, in a romantic relationship? Or is it like a consensual, just romantic or sexual thing? Uh, it, re- it really, really varies. I mean, uh, some some friends of mine uh, who may be like there's some somebody I know who's who's married and, you know, and they're they're in a uh, romantic and sexual relationship and they each have their own partners. And I, I know that uh, at least one of his partners uh, consider themselves to, to be asexual, you know, so it's it's not a, a sexual relationship they have, you know, it's, uh, you know, just a, a romantic and, uh, you know, a really close, intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Let's get a little more into your personal life as a polyamorous person. Uh-huh. Uh, so, sure. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that you're a, you were a devout Christian. I read this on your website. So uh, how, how did yes. you make this journey from being a devout Christian a deeply religious person to, you know, now 
being coming out as bisexual and also being a polyamorous person? Well, um, what had happened was actually let me let me just uh, back up just a little bit. I had had been a, a really religious and a, you know a, a devout a fundamentalist Christian for many years. I would I would say for the you know first part of my life, you know from oh you know from since I was a young child uh, to when I was in my my mid twenties. In fact, um, I was 25 when I had my first uh, sexual experience. You know, I don't I don't like to say that I lost my virginity at 25 because, you know, I think that that's kind of uh, pretty pretty much a, you know, a, a social construct. Actually, let me let me say one more thing about that. And that is um, people when when they think of sex. You know, they just just automatically think that it means, uh, you know, penis and vagina mm-hmm. sex, you know, which just totally, uh, you know, silences people who are, you know, maybe gay or mm-hmm. lesbian, you know, and, you know, may- maybe have never had uh, penis and vagina sex. And, th- and there's so much more to sex than, than just that. But but anyway, so so getting back to my journey, I was part of a uh, campus ministry when, when I was attending Portland State University in Portland, Oregon. And I was the only black person in the group, which was extremely difficult uh, be- because for one thing, you know, most of these people had never known a black person before. And so they would pre- pretty much expect me to teach them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which I, you know, I thought was an awful lot of pressure. Also in the group that, you know, they had a, um, a, a different set of standards for me, you know, than, than they had with the uh, white people in the group. And, and so I always had this feeling that I, you know, just didn't really fit in, you know, like, like I didn't belong. Well, what finally happened, oh, this was the beginning of 1980, I believe. You know, all of us in the group, you know, we li- lived together in the same apartment complex, uh, but, but we, you know, all lived in different apartments. You know, the uh, women lived in one apartment and the, the men lived in another apartment. And then as the group began to grow, then, you know, uh, people started kind of moving around, you know, to uh, d- different apartments. And it, it just so happened, it worked out that for the first time in my life, I had my own bedroom, <laughs> you know. See, I, I came from a, a really huge family, you know. I'm the second oldest of eight kids, you know. <laughs> so, so I, you know, always had to share a bedroom with somebody. And it, in fact, for a while, I actually shared a bed with you know, two of my sisters, you know. But after people, you know, changed apartments, then, you know, I had my own bedroom for the first time in my life. And I was able to finally, you know, sit down and, and think about what I really believed. I was able to, my mind was was finally quieted enough that I was able to, you know, sit down and, you know, get to know myself and figure out what, what I wanted and what I believed. And I realized that a lot of these beliefs in this ministry, which really uh, en- ended up being a cult, mm-hmm. by the way, but <laughs> but uh, all of these beliefs that I, you know, said that I was willing to die for, I realized that I didn't believe them for a minute. Yeah. 
And and I thought there there is no way I can you know continue with this group if I you know don't believe what it is I'm preaching you know so um, I've finally decided to leave and so that was in you know early 1980 and you know so, since that time I just figured I was going to make up for lost time <laughs> because. As a fundamentalist Christian, one of the things that that they constantly tell you is, you know, don't have sex and that, you know, sex is bad, sex is wrong. Yet at the same time, once you get married, then it's okay Uh to to have sex, which made absolutely no sense to me. (laughs) But, uh, you know, so they, they they would tell us, you know, don't have sex and don't drink. And so uh, as soon as I left the church, I started drinking and having sex in that order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the uh, very first person who I uh, had a, a sexual relationship with, he was somebody who I met at a party. And I remembered that there there was plenty of alcohol, you know, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but but yes, that was that was how I you know left the church and everything, and uh, you know started discovering sex and discovering alcohol. It was shortly after that that I also uh, discovered that I was bisexual, which I had been all of my life. But I I just I I mean I must have been in such denial because for for me to admit that I was bisexual, you know, while I was you know, really steeped in, in the uh, church and, you know, in the uh, religious beliefs, you know, that just would have been wrong, it, at least as far as the church was concerned, you know, uh, be, because, you, you know, homosexuality was wrong and bisexuality was wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, we, we were, you know, everybody was supposed to be heterosexual, you know, so this was something that I just never was able to admit but after after leaving the church, then, you know, yes, I, you know, thought about, you know, some of the memories from when I was a child and, you know, just thought, oh, my gosh, this makes so much sense. Of course, I'm bisexual. <laughs> you know? But, but it, it wasn't until maybe, you know, like a, a couple or so years later that, um, you know, I also discovered polyamory, although it wasn't called polyamory at that time. Um, you know, I think it was it was just called, you know, like open uh-huh. relationships, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yes. The way that I started becoming really intrigued about the, the idea of uh, polyamory or open relationships, as, as it was called at that time, was um, – during the 1980s uh, in, in Portland, Oregon and in you know, other, other cities around the uh, United States, people were uh, you know, placing and answering personal ads. And, you know, they, they were, were just becoming really popular. And there were you know, various newspapers like uh, I, I remember in, in Portland, there was a uh, weekly newspaper that uh, carried personal ads in the uh, back of the paper. And so... Um, I remember seeing one ad that I thought was interesting. You know, I I can't really remember right now how it was worded because that was so long ago. I mean, that was more than 30 years ago. But it was a uh, bisexual woman who had uh, placed the ad. And so I decided to answer the ad. And even though uh, now she and I were never involved sexually, you know, we never had a sexual relationship, but we became really good friends. 
And there was something that she said that really got me to thinking about you know, what, what it would be like to be polyamorous, you know. Um, she, she said that when she would uh, go out on a, on a uh, date with a guy, you know, and she, she would receive a lot of loving and, and nurturing from the guy. And then and she would go home to her boyfriend and receive a lot of loving and nurturing from him as well. And I, I thought, oh, my gosh, this sounds wonderful. <laughs> I, you know, I really want to be, you know, part of this, you know. <laughs> and uh, un- unfortunately, it didn't start out that way for me. I mean, I, you know, I will say that I definitely have that kind of situation now. Uh, yeah, where I, I have uh, two partners, uh, two male partners, and um, they're they're both married and, um and let's see, uh, the the one that, that I'll uh, call G, I've been with for 14 years. Wow. Okay. And he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the time time just kind of flew, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's uh, li- living in Hawaii right now with, with his wife. And um, and he, he also has uh, another girlfriend, you know, but uh, both, both she and I, you know, live in Seattle, you know, or, or the Seattle area, I guess I should say, because she doesn't actually live in Seattle. But um, and then my other partner, uh, who I'll call Jay, he also lives in Seattle. I've known him for about 10 years and we've been uh, partners for, I, I would say, seven years Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, both are, are long term and, uh, you know, very uh, committed, stable relationships. Oh, and that's something else that I uh, want to say uh, really quick. Um, and that is I know a lot of people, you know, m- maybe who uh, don't necessarily know about polyamory uh, have the assumption that if you're polyamorous, you know, then you're not really committed to your partners and you know i mean you're uh basically just uh you know dating around or sleeping around you know and uh no that i mean maybe that is the case for some people you know i you know i can't really speak for other people but um I, I mean, I've seen lots of uh long term committed relationships in the uh poly community you know. So it's it's very very possible it it does happen and you know and I uh, use myself as an example as well. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So. Um, so, I mean, there there there's so much more I could say, but but I you know, I'll I'll just go ahead and wait for your questions. <laughs> yeah. So so um, the the first question that came to my mind when you mentioned that uh, you're <laughs> in a committed relationship with somebody who is married. So uh, would you say that? Uh, so do you do you know his wife as well? Yes. And, and so, yes, so are do. you like do you like I talk do. to each other and stuff? Uh, occasionally, uh, it, it it was a lot easier when uh, b- both of them still lived in Seattle. Uh-huh. You know, because uh, because I was able to you know like on on my uh, date nights with with my partner. You know, a lot of times we we would just hang out. You know, with, with uh, him him and his wife, and uh, you know, and we'd uh, get some. Uh, you know, we'd go to a restaurant and, you know, and bring some food home and, uh, you know, and just hang out and watch television and, you know, and then later on we'd have sex, you know. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. And I mean, it was, it was great. And, um, now my, my other partner, I mean, you know, we haven't really been sexual at, at his place, but you know, usually we'd go to, uh, there was this, uh, sex positive club in Seattle, you know, in, in fact, actually that's how we met, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, we, we would usually go there to have sex and to, uh, you know, also, you know, maybe, uh, socialize with other people or watch other people, you know, I mean, it, it was, it was always so fun, you know, both of them, well, uh, them and and their wives, they both met in polyamorous situations. Like, for instance, my uh, partner G, who I've been with the longest, um, he he had placed an ad on uh, polyamory.org, which I don't don't know if they're still around or or if they are. You know, I you know I'm not really sure if they still have personal ads or not, but uh, he. He had placed an ad, and then the the woman who be, became his wife, uh, you know, in, answered his ad, and he was living in Ohio at the time. But you know, to make a, a, a long story short, he uh, ended up moving to Seattle, you know, be, because of her. And I will will have to say that I am so so grateful to her. You know, because I mean, if it if it weren't for her, you know, answering his ad, then he never would have moved to Seattle, and you know, he and I never would have met, and you know, life just would have been you know so different, you know. But um, you know, the 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 fact that they met on uh, polyamory dot org, I mean, right away they both knew that that they both were polyamorous, right. you know. Yeah, so so there were there were no surprises. And then uh, my other partner, who who I've uh, been with for you know, like seven years, um, he and his wife met at a uh, poly conference, you know. And so again, there there were no surprises, which was great. So it was established from the beginning itself that you know, oh, we're, we're right, both polyamorous, right. and we're both uh, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, I, I guess that makes it easier, yes. right? I mean. Uh, Way, yeah. way easier. Oh, yes. My gosh. It, you know, I, I, there are several um, uh, groups on, on Facebook, you know, se- several polyamory yeah. related uh, books on yeah. Facebook or, or groups on Facebook. Yes. And um, one of the questions that seems to come up pretty frequently is somebody will ask, um, when do you let a, a person know that you're polyamorous? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in, interested yeah. in in somebody, you, when, when do you let them know? And and we we always say, you know, uh, yesterday. You know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you want want to let them know right away because I mean, otherwise, uh, you know, if if they assume that you're monogamous, and then down exactly. the road yeah. you say, uh, oh, by the way, I should probably tell you I'm polyamorous. <laughs> I mean, I I would think that the the person would get mad, mm-hmm. you know, because you know you just wasted all of their time. Yeah, I'm sure 10 years into marriage, you wouldn't want to find out that your partner is polyamorous. Really, really. Although that 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 has happened, you know, uh, because, you know, I'll also see a lot of other people who, um, 
you know, maybe they didn't realize they were polyamorous at the time. And then as time went on, you know, they began to realize it. And, you know, we're, we're wondering, you know, how do, how do they bring that up to their, their uh, spouse or, you know, and I mean, it, uh, you know, it certainly can be done, um, you know, because there, there are some couples, um, maybe not very many, but, but there, there's certainly, a number of couples, you know, where, uh, you know, one one spouse is uh, monogamous and the other one's polyamorous and they, you know, just re- totally respect each other. Yeah. You know, I mean, they uh, allow each each other their their freedom and, you know, and so, so it works really well. And, you know, but sadly, that's not always the case, of course. Oh, and I, sh- I should mention one other thing. <laughs> yeah, go um, ahead. So sometimes, sometimes when people, um, you know, find out that that my uh, partners are, are married, you know, and and they'll they'll ask, uh, does his wife know about you? <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, and, and and I can tell them that with uh, one of my partners, uh, one who I've been with the longest, uh, you know, I actually sang at their oh, wedding. Wow. <laughs> From what you told me, at least, I feel like in any other like in any other relationship, uh, communication is like key. So oh, absolutely. You, even absolutely. if you do realize you're polyamorous, you know, 10 years into marriage or 15 years into marriage, you, you need to tell your partner like mm-hmm. immediately. So Yes, yes, absolutely. So, so speaking of communication, uh, how, how does mm-hmm. jealousy play a role? Yes, um, I know that there are, are some people who come from this uh, school of thought that says that if you if you ever get jealous, then maybe you're not really polyamorous. Well, I mean, that's just a bunch of bunk, you know, I mean, that's, that's not true. You know? Yeah, because, you know, jealousy is a, a feeling, you know, um, and I, I, I will have to say that I you know, have had experiences in the past, you know, with with other partners who um, when when I would tell them that I was jealous, uh, you know, they would, would just have a really hard time with it or or may, maybe they'd say something like, oh, well, I guess may, maybe you're not really polyamorous then you know mm-hmm. and i know i am you know um and, and the the partners who i have now i mean i if if i'm feeling jealous which doesn't happen very often but but it, it does happen occasionally but i feel like i can you know just be honest with them and and tell them you know something like uh, hey you know this is this is probably silly but i'm just starting to feel jealous right now and you know we talk about it and they're they're always just really really loving and and understanding you know they never shame me about it and the funny thing is uh after talking to them about it for a while i notice the jealousy starts to go away you know so uh yeah it really really helps having uh you know, good partners. I mean, just just all the way around, it helps. But you know, that's one one of those ways that it it really helps is that you know you can can talk about anything, and you know you you know you're going to be listened to. You know, know that your partners love you, and um, I mean that that just it makes all the the difference in the world. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, do both of your partners know each other? Uh, yes, they do. They do. I mean, they're 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 not uh, you know, uh, you know, close friends or anything, but but they you know do know each other. Yeah. So so how would you like uh, put boundaries in in a, in a polyamorous relationship? Because obviously, like you can't say that you know 
in a, in a monogamous relationship, boundaries would probably be set on like cheating or like uh, an emotional affair or a sexual affair. But how, how, how would this work yeah. in a polyamorous relationship? Well, first, first of all, um, now I, I know that it's, it's really common to, to, to get, um, you know, uh, boundaries and, and, and rules uh, mixed up, you know, and, uh, but, but boundaries basically are, uh, you know, they're, they're what, what you will or will not do, you know, they're, uh, policies or, or, or guidelines that, that you choose for yourself, you know, uh, you know, for, for, for example, I, uh, you know, a person could say something like, I will, will not date a person who, uh, who, who, uh, smokes, for example, you know, I, I mean, you know, you're just, just saying that this is about, for myself, you know, this is something that I uh, will or will not do, or I, you know, I w- will or will not date a person who, you know, does, you know, such and such. Um, wh- whereas a rule, you're telling the other person what they can or uh-huh. can't do. Okay. Yeah. You know, yes. And um, I, I have been in relationships where uh, partners would, uh, d- decide rules hmm. for me, uh, which, which I hated, um, <laughs> you know, because I, I mean, I, I guess I figure, you know, we're adults and, you know, I really don't need someone uh, telling me that, that you can or, or can't do this or, or, uh, or you can, um, go out with a, you know, th- this person, but, you know, you can't fall in love with that right, person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you, you know, if you do fall in love, then then you can't see this person oh, okay. anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And in, in fact, that's a, something else that I want to bring up is that um, I identify as solo polyamorous. And for, for me, that just means that that I call the shots in the relationship. You know, I d- decide what I will or will not do. I decide who I'm going to date. Um you know, basically, I'm my own primary partner. You know, um, that's something else is that um, I I know that a, a lot of people in polyamorous relationships uh, they they practice what's called uh, hierarchy. You know, where um, maybe the uh, husband and wife are uh, co- considered primary partners. Um, and, and, you know, and everybody else, uh, the, who, who they date would be considered, uh, you know, a secondary partner. Uh-huh. And, you know, and I just started realizing that I, you know, I don't really like that or, or that doesn't really work for me, you know, uh, cause I, you know, like, like I said, I have had too many times where somebody would, uh, try to put rules on me and decide, you know, what I could and couldn't do. I had a, a situation where, uh, you know, a, a uh, you know a partner of mine uh, d- didn't want me to uh, date a guy or or to uh, you know do sexual play with with this guy be- because he was a, a bisexual man, mm-hmm. and you know, and I I mean for first of all I <laughs> just the the idea that bisexual men are somehow unclean or or, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I I just I just find that so silly, but uh, <laughs> but but my uh, so I you know I didn't really know what to do, and all all, all I could do was just just say to the uh, man, you know, well, you know, I guess you and I won't be uh, 
playing together after all, you know, because my partner doesn't want us to. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was from that moment that I decided I never want anybody to have that kind of power over me again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I guess you, you, you could say that, that I, you know, have set boundaries, you know, for myself where uh, I, you know, won't get into the situations like that again. And, uh, you, you know, if somebody tries to uh, set rules for me, um, then I would, I would say that that's the end of the relationship. That just, it doesn't work. I mean, my partners who I have now, um, it just, it, it would not occur to them to tell me, oh, I don't like this person. I don't want you dating this person, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I guess they, they figure that as, as long as I'm with somebody who treats me well, you know, then that's what matters. I mean, they, they want me to be happy, you know? <laughs> uh, oh, and, uh, so something else I, I should mention, too, is um, in um, December 2013, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, and um, and I remember uh, for the the very first surgery I had the the lumpectomy where they w would r remove all of the uh, uh, cancer you know and all all the the cancerous cells and whatnot and um, the the other surgeries that I had you know I uh, stayed overnight at the hospital but I I didn't stay overnight for the lumpectomy and so what I did was I I stayed with my partner G. And his wife, you know, for a couple of okay. nights, you know, while I was getting well. Yes. And um, I mean, I definitely was was not considered secondary to them it, it, because, see, to me uh, now, now this this may not be the case, but I'm I'm just speaking, you know, uh, personally, that when I hear secondary, I always think that that you're just not as important as the. Uh, you know, primary. The most important thing was they wanted me to get well, you know, <laughs> and I, I, I just thought that was was so, so special to me. It was, it was, was just really precious. I thought, you know, to to have that kind of a relationship. And I can't imagine that if if I were in a monogamous relationship, that um, you know, say if my husband had a uh, a, a friend, quote unquote you know, who was uh, going through cancer surgeries. Yeah, it's really, really kind of kind of difficult to, you know, say whether whether I would have been okay with uh, her, you know, staying with us, you know, until she got well. I, I probably would have been okay, but <laughs> that's not something that usually happens, though. <laughs> so there are polyamorous relationships that exist where uh, the husband and wife both are involved with like one the same one person, right? Right, right, right. Yes, and that that would be uh, considered a, a triad situation. Yes, and so so in those kind of relationships, uh, how would they pick a third partner? Um, would they? Well, what what usually happens, or I you know I guess I should say what what should happen. You know, now I. I know some some people personally who have uh, you know lived in a uh, triad situation, you know where where may, maybe the, the the wife would meet a, another woman who she was interested in, and they would have a relationship, and then eventually the the husband would also fall in love with the the same woman, 
And so, you know, they would end up, you know, living together and uh, have, having, you know, what was called a, you know, a, a triad situation. And if, if that develops, you know, organically, then that's great, you know, and it, it works really well. But the problem that I have been seeing a lot lately is that there are a lot of people who seem to think that that's what what polyamory is, you know, is be, being in a triad, you know, that, that that's the only way to do polyamory. And, you know, and I'm, I'm here to tell you, no, that that's not the case. <laughs> and in these situations, uh, you know, maybe the uh, couple is, is brand new to poly and they, uh, you know, come to this conclusion that they want to open up their relationship. And so they're looking for a, a woman to, you know, join their relationship, quote unquote, which, by the way, that's, that's something that you can't really do. I mean, if, if a, a third person moves in, you know, they, they would have a, a relationship with the, the husband and a relationship with the wife, but she wouldn't have a relationship with both of them as one, you know, because they're they're two people. You know, yeah, um, and and I've I've been seeing that happening over and over again uh, lately, and um, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, really really frustrating to see because if if people will will just allow a triad to to just form, you know, naturally, then it can can really be a beautiful thing. But if if they try to force it and say that, you know, this is the relationship configuration that I have to have, you know, the relationship has to look this way. So you can't force it. You no, can't, you, you can't. can't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you really can't. You really can't. I mean, it's just, just not a, not a good idea at all. <laughs> I mean, if, if that was what polyamory was, you know, just being in a triad, uh, if, if that was the only way to do polyamory, I would not be interested <laughs> at all. <laughs> I mean, it just it just feels so limiting. So, so in that sense, uh, what what would be the difference between a polyamorous relationship and a quote unquote like open relationship? Um, are, are they the same thing? Or? They they can be the same thing. Um, you know, so, sometimes an open relationship could could mean uh, you know swinging. You know. Um, where where the uh, husband and wife will go to a uh, you know a, a swing club and uh, you know mm-hmm. ba- basically you know to uh, you know swap partners uh, for example or or maybe to uh, you know have some somebody to you know just g- come and have have sex with the two of them you know but basically is to uh, you know just uh, play and have uh, recreational sex. And uh, I mean, there there are some uh, polyamorous people who have have met that way, you know, um, and there is a lot of, um, oh, gosh, there's a, a lot of controversy, you know, that's been going on for years where people would, uh, you know, say that, you know, no, if you're polyamorous, then, then you can't be a swinger and, uh, you know, and vice versa. And and that that's really not true, you know. Um, so in, an open relationship, you know, it, it could uh, involve swinging. Um, you know, it could be the uh, situation where, you know, you're still technically, I guess, monogamous, but you will uh, occasionally see other people. You know, yeah, it's just just basically open to it have sex with other people. You know, if you want to. 
Yeah. And so would an open relationship be uh, primarily sexual as opposed to a polyamorous relationship which can be romantic or sexual? I that's that's kind of been my experience. I mean that, that may not be the case but um you know y- usually if a relationship is open, you know, then it, it usually means um open sexually, you know. With a, a lot of couples, you know, if they open up their relationship that maybe they um you know, say that you you can uh, you know date whoever you want, but you know, or or, or uh, play with whoever you want, but you know, you just don't fall in love, <laughs> and that's something that you really can't control. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I always yeah. think think it's kind of kind of funny when somebody makes that rule. I think <laughs> you you can't say that. You can't decide something like that. <laughs> Naturally, yeah. yeah. You, you can't control who you love. Right, so, right, exactly. <laughs> at this point, we're going to take a short break and talk about my favorite podcasting app, Anchor. My name is Vishakin Pillai and I am the host of the Untypical Podcast. And if you ever wanted to start your own podcast, you might think you need all sorts of equipment to set it up. It turns out all you need is Anchor. Anchor is an all-in-one free tool from Spotify that lets you create your own podcast and get it heard everywhere. With Anchor, you can record, edit, and be heard on all listening platforms. It all works right from your web browser or from your Anchor mobile app. And best of all, it's totally free. Make your podcast with Anchor today by going to anchor.fm. That's anchor.fm. Welcome back to the episode and uh, let's get back to our conversation with Gloria. So uh, when I was researching uh, for the podcast, I, I a common misconception that I came across was they, they, people mistook polyamory for polygamy. Yes, which yes. Which I feel like polygamy is a more religious thing yes i will uh you know i'll see that occasionally in some of the uh polyamory related groups on on facebook you know where some somebody will uh come in uh asking questions and and it it, and then you know eventually you'll uh find out that that the the person is really asking about polygamy and (laughs) uh but uh, polygamy you know basically is uh a, a man with uh you know more than one wife and it mm-hmm. would would not be okay for the wife to have other partners you know uh we, yeah. they yeah. they're all they're all devoted to him you see and it it is you know it's mostly you know uh mormon uh belief and i i'm trying to i'm trying to think if it was ever legal i you know i don't believe it it ever has been legal oh. <laughs> I mean, uh, in Islam, in Islam, it's allowed. It's it's a part of their tenets. Oh, that's right. Uh, in Islam, it's allowed. Uh, I don't think in Christianity or any other religion it's allowed per se. Right. But right. Uh, yeah. In Islam, it's like an established thing. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. And and certain certain groups of Mormonism, it, it it would be established. Yeah. Like I was saying, like it, it's a it's a more religious thing, whereas polyamory is is an individual's choice. Right. Right. Yes. And, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, there, there are something else that I've seen, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, people who are uh, new to polyamory is, um, sometimes, you know, maybe the, the husband will, will want to open up the relationship and the, the wife, it, it, 
I mean, she wants to hang on to her husband. You know, she wants to keep him. And so she agrees to it. And 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 they look for for this bisexual woman to join them. And and what I've seen so many times is, uh, you know, it's, it's totally OK for the man to, uh, you know, date other women. It's not OK for his wife to date other men, however. And I mean, patriarchy, right? yeah, totally. And and they, they uh, you know, practice something that's called uh, OPP or uh, one penis policy is, is what what that stands for, <laughs> you know. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's, it's, it's like he, you know, you feel threatened somehow at, at the uh, presence of a, a, another man, you know. Yeah. And and I'm thinking, boy, you know, that's a, another reason why I'm solo polyamorous. I, you know, I like like I said earlier, you know, I don't, I don't want somebody deciding uh, who I can and can't date, you know. And, and plus, well, something else that's really problematic about that is the woman who they bring into the relationship, you know, somehow she's supposed to uh, fall in love with both of them, you know, the the husband and the wife. And, you know, you can't guarantee that that's going to happen. (laughs) I mean, what what if she likes one better than the other, you know? I suppose that's where the jealousy aspect and all would come in. Yes. Where the man would feel threatened. Yes, 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 absolutely. And that's something that he would definitely need to unpack. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to say the least, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so um, in, a, in a triad, or mm-hmm. as you had mentioned previously, mm-hmm. uh, how, how, how would sex work in a, in, in a triad relationship? It, would it always have to involve all three partners or can it have two individual partners? It, it, it just really, really de- depends on the situation. I mean, there, there are some where, well, you, you know, get, getting back to these uh, situations where, you know, the, the uh, couple brings a, a, you know, a bisexual woman into their relationship, uh, you know, they would, would usually, the, the three of them would, you know, have sex together. And, and basically it's like they would have to do everything together. I mean, that would drive me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> drive me totally nuts, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> but, um yeah, I mean, it just just really, really depends. I mean, there there were you know some of them where where maybe uh, not not all three of them you know feel like having sex at the same time, you know, um, you know, so yeah, yeah. yeah, so so it's just just something that that they you know work out among themselves, you know. Um, my partner G, uh, who, who I've been with the longest, um, you know, I know that now. I'm I'm not in a a, a a triad with with him and his wife at, at all, you know. But I I was just just uh, mentioning them because um, I was thinking when when I stay with them, you know, we work it out, you know, uh, where G is going to sleep, you know. I mean, he'll he'll uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. you know sleep with me uh, one night and, and and then alternate you know sleeping with his wife the other nights you know and so uh, it I mean it works out great you know yeah because you know I figure we you know just just talk about it and you know figure out what works easiest and you know and and there's uh, you know certainly no jealousy you know and uh, everybody knows what's going on. And so, um, 
yeah, it, it uh, you know, it works out really well, you know. And so I guess that, that's another situation where uh, communication makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, communication and uh, Google Calendar, you know. <laughs> it, may, <laughs> it means so much. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because uh, so, so, so that, that period of time when you did stay uh, with his wife and him as well, mm-hmm. it must have already been a very mentally taxing time for you, considering what you were going through at that point of time. Oh yes, absolutely. So, so did that translate into your relationship as well? Um, you mean the uh, just just how how mentally taxing it was? You mean or? Or um, yeah, did it, did you at any point of time did it did it occur to you probably at any point of time that you know the, the weight of a polyamorous relationship and the weight of what you were going through at that time did it ever clash? Because nobody would ever question this in a monogamous relationship. Mm. Nobody would ever question like oh you know or did it take a toll on your relationship? Nobody would ever question that. But mm. I feel like this is a question that would hundred percent come up with a polyamorous relationship. Mm. I got it. Yeah. Um, no, actually, if anything, I w- I would say that it uh, brought us closer closer together, you know, because I I could ju- just see how much they you know both really cared for me, you know, and and uh, wanted wanted me to to get well, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it it was a a really difficult situation, but it brought us closer together, and I I think mm-hmm. that's one of the hallmarks of a uh, of a, a healthy relationship, you know, is if uh, it, you know, it, it, adverse situations, uh, you know, if they bring you closer together or do they uh, tear you apart, you know? So, yeah, I'm glad to, glad to say that it brought us closer together. So uh, have people ever asked you some questions when, you know, they find out that you're in a polyamorous relationship. What, um, what's the first question you usually get? The the first question, well, when when they find out not only that I'm polyamorous, but that my uh, partners are married, and the first question they'll ask is, "Does his wife know about you?" <laughs> because I I mean they you know figure that you know I must be sneaking around or or you know or he must be sneaking around you know uh, but when when they find out that that we all know about each other um you know that 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 just that just blows them away you know <laughs> and and then uh what what people will usually say after that is uh oh I could never do that I I just get too jealous you know <laughs> or or they might say something like, uh, "Oh, oh no, because I, you know, I, 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 don't believe in sharing. You know, I, I, I can never share my partner." <laughs> and I, I mean, uh-huh. I mean, first of all, you know, nobody's sharing anybody, you know, because we're uh, human beings. You know, you can't share a human being, you know, like like they're, uh, yeah. you know, a snack or something like that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so, so you had mentioned previously that you were a, you were a devout Christian and you were deeply religious, right? Uh, I'm assuming your family was. Well. I'm, I'm assuming your family was as well. Yes. So, yes. Uh, how how did they react to the news uh, of you first coming out as bisexual and second uh, telling them that you're polyamorous? Yeah. Well, um, now I, I I never told my parents, um, you know, just be, because I figured they would not take it well. Um, you know, and and they're um, oh, let's see. My my mother passed away in 2010, and then um, 
my father passed away the the following year, you know, so I, you know, never, never told them. Um, I haven't told every uh, family member or, you know, all of my siblings. I, you know, I did tell my, my older sister uh, several years ago that, that I was polyamorous. And uh, I remember that uh, she, she was always very um, protective of me. You know, I mean, she, she, she was only three years older, but still she was always very protective of me. And so when she found out that I was polyamorous, you know, she kind of uh, warned me, <laughs> you know, and said, oh, oh, I'd be careful if I were you. You know, I heard, heard about somebody who tried that and they had all kinds of problems. <laughs> you know? And I mean, I don't I don't know what she heard, but I'm pretty sure she didn't hear the whole story, you know. <laughs> And there, there, there really, there really wasn't anything you know, for her to worry about, you know. Um, let's see, and and then you know, one of my younger sisters, uh, you know, found out, uh, and and I, I don't remember, you know, when it was that I told her, but um, and now, um, now after the uh, the breast cancer diagnosis, you know, I uh, realized how short life was. And so, you know, that gave me the uh, impetus to be able to just, uh, you know, come out and, uh, you know, and stop caring what people thought of me, you know. So I was, was able to come out as polyamorous and bisexual and sex positive, you know. And so now, um, you know, my uh, Twitter account and my uh, my Facebook account and Instagram account, I mean, they they all in the uh, profile, you know, they, they all mention, you know, that I'm, uh, you know, bisexual and polyamorous and sex positive, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so, so it's like, I'm, you know, constantly coming out and uh, my, my older sister <laughs> now is uh, one of my uh, Instagram and Twitter friends. And I mean, she's, she's seen, you know, just, a, a lot of the things, you know, that, that I posted, uh, you know, m maybe, maybe I'll be, you know, speaking at a, uh, you know, conference on, on bisexuality, for example, or, or, you know, speaking at a, a polyamory conference or something. And, you know, and she'll, she'll see all that. And, um, you know, she's softened over the years, you know, and, and, and she, you know, seems really supportive now, you know, so, so I really, really appreciate that. And, you know, I can can honestly say that I'm not, I'm I'm not intentionally, uh, you know, hiding from from anybody, you know, and and that's just such a a, a freeing feeling, you know, it's such a, a you know, a, a great way to live, you know. I think, you know, just to be able to be my authentic self. Yeah, naturally, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, more more power to you. <laughs> you must you must be really strong to you know uh, endure all of it. All right. Uh, so how, how do you how do you think uh, polyamory has helped you uh, you know uh, develop as like a person? Oh, uh, how wow. do you think that identifying as polyamorous has like helped you uh, in other in other aspects of your life? Wow, I would say that it's. Uh... I mean, it's definitely helping my relationships. I mean, not not just my romantic relationships, but I mean, you know, just the, the friendships, acquaintances, whatever, you know, because uh, I, I I feel like now, I mean, since I don't care what, what people think of me, I mean, you know, there there are some, some people who are uh, Facebook friends, you know, people who maybe I've known years ago uh, on, uh, you know, pr previous jobs, you know. 
And, uh, you know, and they're just now starting to, to find out uh, that, that I'm polyamorous, bisexual and, and sex positive, you know. Uh, and and the, those, are, those are things that I didn't feel that I could be honest with them about, you know, years ago. I, you know, I mean, may, maybe it would have been OK, but I just didn't have the confidence at the time. And and that's really, really helped my relationships with them. You know, I mean, I think think that my relationships are, are way better now. Um, and uh-huh. so, some of yeah. the some of the things that people will will post on, on my, um, you know, on, on the different. Uh, you know, posts that I make, you know, so, some of the replies people give, I mean, you know, I, I receive so much praise from, from, you know, the, these people who I've known for years at, uh, you know, various jobs, you know, that were, uh, you, you know, seemed really conservative, you know, uh, where they didn't really know me at the time. And now that they're getting to know me, you know, it's like they, they really, really like what they see. <laughs> and and that feels great, you know. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, just the the fact that I'm able to be more open and and to be more authentic with people, um, yeah, that is, has really been helping my relationships. Uh, you know, whether whether romantic or friendships or or acquaintances or or whatever, you know, it's it's just made yeah. all the difference in the world. Yeah. So have you ever been in a monogamous relationship? Um, I was, let's see. Now, I, I know that when I, when I left the church or, or e- even when, when I was, uh, you know, a fundamentalist Christian, I, you know, I didn't really date all that much. Um, and I think my relationships were monogamous when I, you know, left the church, but, or, or they would, would maybe start out as polyamorous. And then I would decide, oh, I, you know, I want to want to be monogamous with this person, you know, because I, you know, you know, I really, really love this person and I'm I'm not interested in anybody else, you know. But but then after a while, I, you know, I would have to ask myself, what was I thinking? <laughs> and, and I, you know, I've done that more than once, you know, I mean, may, maybe it took me a while to learn. I don't know. But <laughs> But I've I've had very few monogamous relationships because, you know, I I just I finally had to realize I I just can't make that work, you know, because because that's not who I am, that's not what I am, and I you know just had to start being honest with myself. Mm-hmm. So so what do you think has uh, surprised you the most about polyamory uh, since since identifying as polyamorous? Wow, I think just the 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 freedom. being polyamorous you know it just surprises me so much um you know i mean when when you're with good partners who are uh you know looking out for you and want the best for you and want you to be happy um yeah there's there's an awful lot of freedom that that comes along with that you know the the freedom to you know be with uh who basically whoever whoever makes you happy whoever you want to be with you know and to mm-hmm. to have partners who uh you know celebrate that um i, I mean it's great um you know one of the one of the phrases or or one of the uh words that uh you know c- comes up in in polyamory i mean th- there are so many you know <laughs> different words you know that, that are you know some some made up words you know that are uh uh, polyamorous you know, words, and one of them is the the word compersion. Uh, is C O M P E R 
S-I-O-N, uh, compersion. And that basically means uh, it's the, the joy that you feel when, when you see your partner uh, with somebody else, you know, or, or you see your, your partner having fun with somebody else or in, enjoying somebody else's company. You know, uh, so and and it's like compersion is the the opposite of jealousy. You know what what I've heard. Um, now, I I personally I haven't experienced compersion very much. Um, I mean, that's not to say that I get jealous a lot because I don't. But it, you know, it's just for for some reason, I, you know, it's, it's it's just not something that I felt very much. Actually, the only time I can remember feeling it was one time. Um, I was at a, uh, a a party with my partner at the time, and I saw him uh, kissing this woman, and I I didn't feel jealous at all. In fact, I remember you know thinking to myself, "Huh, that's that's kind of cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and I was I was really enjoying it, you know. And so I I I think I was experiencing compersion at that time, you know, because I was enjoying seeing my partner enjoying somebody else, you know. Uh, <laughs> and now I, I know that there are, are some people who believe that uh, compersion should be mandatory, you know, that, that everybody, if they call themselves polyamorous, you know, then, then that, that's something they should experience. And I don't believe it should be mandatory. You know, it's, it's basically a feeling, you know, um, and it's, it's not something you can help. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, naturally, uh, you you can't help what you feel. <laughs> right, as, right. As, as we stated before. Yeah. So uh, have you ever felt like uh, you favored one partner over another at any point in time? No, no. Um, yeah. No, even like attention, even attention wise, have you ever felt like you've given one partner more attention than another one, perhaps? Uh, some sometimes I have, and I I think that's been more you know just just because of uh, you know circumstances, you know, um, yeah, because well, like like for for instance, my um, partner who's who's in Hawaii right now, pr- probably before before COVID nineteen, um, I would I would spend more time with my other partner, you know, just be, because. You know, he was he was still in Seattle and it was much easier to be able to spend regular time with him. You know, well, you know, of course, now that's that's changed. And I, <laughs> yeah, I haven't haven't seen either partner since, uh, you know, February or, or the probably the beginning of March, I guess it is. Yeah. You know, so I'll I'll, I'll still do, uh, you know, video chats and stuff and uh, you know, or occasionally, you know, may, maybe the, the three of us will will watch something together you know, like on, on uh, Netflix or, or, or something, you know, I would, I would say that it's because of circumstances that maybe I would spend more time with, with one partner than, than, than I would another, you know, um, something else that, that used to happen too, is uh, when my partner G was, was still in Seattle. Now, every other weekend, even though he and he and his wife lived together, uh, but every other weekend would be their their time together, you know, um, you know their date weekend or whatever. And then the mm-hmm. alternate weekends, he would be with his, his other girlfriend. And the reason he didn't do that with me is because my schedule is just all over the place. And I mean, you know, there are um, maybe some 
weekends that he and I would be able to get together. But I w- wouldn't actually be able to to schedule, you know, these particular weekends, you know, like like every second and fourth weekend, for example, you know, that that's going to be our time. No, there there's no way I could do that because you know? <laughs> uh, my my schedule is is just too too all over the place, like I say. You know, uh, so even though yeah. I I wanted to be able to spend that kind of time with them, but it it just wasn't possible. Um, but I just just tried to you know spend as much time with them as I could during the week, and there would also be sometimes where where we we would take a, a a weekend and you know maybe go to a conference together you know that where maybe I was uh, presenting or or on on a uh, you know a panel or something you know um, you know so we would be able to you know make up for it by you know going out of town. You know, or to celebrate an anniversary, you know, maybe we, we'd go out of town for that, you know. So, um, yeah, even though it m- maybe looked as if our relationships weren't equal, you know, be- because his other partners definitely got more time with him. But um, I think that the, the time he and I had together, you know, was, was always quality. So, I can so emotionally, it's, emotionally it's, it's always the physically it might be a little distant or, or right you, know, you might spend less time with them physically right but emotionally you know the attention's always there. yes yes always always i mean you know it's like when when i'm with them and and i i would have to say this with my other partner as well you know that when whenever uh we're on a on a date together i mean you know i feel like i'm the the one getting all the attention you know and it it, it just I mean, it feels great, you know. They're they're both very, very attentive, and I I just appreciate that yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, if you, if you had to sum uh, polyamory up as like a whole, mm. uh, how how would you do that? Um, you know, just just polyamory in general, or or for how how I experience it. Uh, your personal experience with personal it. experience, yeah. Um, I I would say that I can't imagine <laughs> not being polyamorous. I I really can't. Um you know, there's there's just so much freedom that I never experienced, you know, when when I was monogamous. I mean, it you know, for for one thing, um oh, let's see. Oh gosh, there's there's so much that I can say, but I you know, I definitely want to want to be able to to sum it up. Um no, you can say all of it if you like. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I, one, one of the things that I especially like about being polyamorous is that um, if I see somebody who, who I'm interested in or attracted to or whatever, and, and I want to uh, form a relationship with them, you know, I, I don't have to worry or, or wonder, and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, say things like, oh, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in this person, but I, you know, I also have a, another partner, you know, should I, should I break up with my partner or, or, or should I just ignore these feelings or, or what do I do? You know, and I, I don't have to worry about that at all. Uh, if I'm interested in somebody else and it turns out they're also interested in me, then, you know, we form a relationship, you know, and, I I just think that enriches my life so much to be able to you know bring into my life all these people who are 
are, are just so awesome, but in, in, in such different ways, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I would have to, you know, I guess sum it up by saying that, uh, polyamory makes my life better. You know, it's just, uh, more love, you know, for for me and the uh, people I'm involved with, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, naturally, yeah. There's, there's two partners now to give you love and affection. So exactly. Why you? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's right. no way uh, I'd give that up. <laughs> <laughs> thank Thank you so much for uh, agreeing to do this with me. I mean, oh. I learned a lot today. I. I uh, in my opinion, at least from what I'd seen in like pop culture and stuff and on TV and in shows and stuff, triads were the most represented polyamorous relationships. Mm-hmm. And and not not only triads, but uh, they, they would, would always be one man and two women, you know, always. Yeah, 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 precisely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like that's like a, it, it's a fetishization of the yes, whole concept. Exactly. It's like a sexualizing actualizes oh, it when it's actually a lot more it's way more yeah yeah i mean there there's just so much love involved and you know sure the uh the the physical part i mean you know that's great too but uh no i think the the love is way more important as far as i'm concerned <laughs> right because i mean pop culture and tv shows and movies and stuff always seem to represent you know the, the sexual aspect of it, yes. which uh, today I've come to learn is completely wrong. So All right. thank you so much for that. I'm sure everybody listening would finally understand that as well. Oh, great. Great. Uh, Man. And thank you yeah. so much so for thank asking you so me. Much for doing this with me. Oh, you bet. You bet. <laughs> yeah. I really had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I'd be completely, I'd be completely remiss if I didn't, you know, bring this up during our conversation. Mm. But with the Black Lives Matter movement going on, mm. uh, I, I'd, I'd be completely wrong to exclude that from this conversation. Oh, yeah. So if you had like any words, just any words at all mm. about the Black Lives Matter movement, mm. uh, I'll put that in the podcast. As well. so, oh, uh, yes. You know, go ahead. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, you know, I, I don't understand why that's so hard for some people to understand, you know, is that black lives matter. And for some reason, when some people hear the uh, words black lives matter, some people hear the word only in front, you know, and, and so they'll uh-huh. uh, say, you know, no, all lives matter. Well, of, of course, all lives matter. But, you know, if if you don't believe that black lives matter, then no, you you really don't believe all lives matter either, you know. Um, but th- that that would be the the main thing is I I don't understand why people have such a hard time being able to admit that Black Lives Matter, <laughs> you know. And I'm just guessing that they you know probably just don't don't want to understand it because it's it's so it's so clear. It's so clear that uh, black people are are treated differently by the police, and yeah, it's it's uh, just really really been upsetting for me. I mean, with with COVID nineteen, you know, that's been upsetting enough. You know, the fact that I uh, can't really get out of the house that often, you know. Um, I think, 
because of my age for for one thing and um you know and, and because of my health you know that is just not a, a good idea for me to you know spend much time outdoors um you know so i'm pr- pretty much uh, sheltering in place you know but uh so y- you know covid-19 did that and and you know and it's like now um you know be, because of all the the racial unrest in the the United States i mean that's just just made it more and more upsetting and depressing for me i was always uh a really really independent person and that's something that i feel was taken away from me you know i i don't feel comfortable anymore uh you know going out uh by myself um as a, a a black person you know knowing that um i could could easily be a target and i you know i don't want to live that way yeah. yeah so i i wish that that more and more people would would realize that yes black lives matter thank yeah. you so much for doing all of this yeah oh yeah and also the conversation you had with me before this about polyamory thank you so much for educating me on this and right. oh, you know letting me in on a little part of you know your world all right all right so before i get to my final thoughts on uh, you know my conversation with gloria uh, i want to take a minute to thank you guys for listening to the entire episode and for supporting the podcast and all of that stuff that you guys do feel free to text me uh, on my instagram at @visakhan_7 or on my twitter at @pillaivisakhan uh, now putting now putting all that putting all of that aside uh I feel like I certainly learned a lot from that conversation I just had with her because in my mind polyamory was like you know one person in a relationship with two other people it wasn't like one person being in two different relationships in my mind it was just like a like like she mentioned a triad in my mind polyamory was just always that but with like more people if they wanted more people I didn't know it was just multiple relationships. So that was one thing that I found really interesting and if there was one part of the podcast though that really uh, got to me or like it really like just drove the point home that polyamory isn't about just uh, sleeping around with a bunch of people is that is the story she told me about uh when she was suffering from cancer and she went to go uh, live with one of her boyfriends Uh, family and his wife was there and like they were all really nice to her and uh, they they took her in and they took care of her and all of that and that really drove the point home to me at least that polyamory apart from his misconceptions about you know oh it's just an open relationship or oh you know what it's just people who want to have multiple partners no, no, no it's not about that it's about uh, it's about just having multiple support systems right? and what's wrong with that there's really nothing wrong with that in my opinion at least also uh, gloria has her own website and a lot of information educating people about polyamory and a bunch of other things i'll paste the links to all of that in the description of this episode so please go check her out please go support her so anyway thank you so much again for listening to the entire episode i hope you enjoyed listening to it and i guess i'll see you in the next one This is a commune production. This episode was produced by Abbas Momin and Mayur Hinge was our editor and sound designer.